Congratulations. Victoria's housing market has rebounded strongly this year. Hammers were falling once again. Buy numbers per option are actually up on last year. Rates, of course, on hold again at 0.25%. National house prices were still rising. A man's home is his castle. And today, it goes under the hammer. Welcome to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect. Direct Connect is a free service making moving easy for you. Call them today on 1300 664 715. And welcome to another week of Under the Hammer. I'm Jane Neild, and each week I'm joined by Stab from O'Brien Real Estate to talk about the current state of the market, the latest sales statistics. We know you love your stats, Stab. And, of course, the progress of the real estate market as we hopefully, hopefully draw closer to an end of lockdown in Melbourne. Stab, you were up and about last week. You were busy, busy, busy. I'm seeing just a slight edge of tiredness in your eyes. How's the last week been? Are you as busy as you predicted seven days ago? We are. We've been phenomenally busy, uh, to be honest, Jane. Look, the, the, the plethora of um, private inspections we've been doing, we've done just in my two offices 678 uh, private inspections uh, in two weeks. That doesn't include Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday uh, where we are today. But uh, in total at O'Brien Real Estate, we've just been flat out and we've doubled our productivity um, just in one week, which has just been phenomenal. And and I can talk about that later on uh, in the show. A a doubling in productivity sounds like the sort of thing that most people in a a position like yours would be absolutely shouting from the rooftops. Congratulations, team O'Brien. Oh, it's been crazy. (laughs) Look, I, I might as well just mention it now. We've listed 91 properties. We've had 110 under offer. We've sold 85 for the week with the highest price being $1.4 million. So it's been phenomenal. Well, someone who has indeed had a lot to do with those very, very good stats is our guest today, Michelle Stevens from O'Brien Real Estate in the southeastern area of Melbourne, awarded as Victoria's Best and one of Australia's elite sales agents. Michelle is a consistently top industry performer, awarded as the number one agent in Australia by REB in 2020, and in 2019, the REIV Sales Professional of the year. She's firmly established as an enviable reputation as one of uh, the most successful and sought after sales agents in this town with over $200 million in residential sales in the past two years. And I know that figure has likely to have increased during lockdown. Michelle, welcome to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect. Thanks for having me, guys. Do you feel exhausted when I list off your achievements and and you're sort of like (laughs) thinking, oh, wow, okay, yeah, I have achieved a fair bit in the last couple of years. And and has that magic figure of $200 uh, added a a few more zeros to it. <laughs> um, look, I um, I think I think everyone can appreciate the fact the last couple of weeks have been you mean absolutely insane and kind of keeping track of kind of exactly where you're at. Even um, I don't know, I haven't really been focusing on that. I've been kind of just focusing on my on my vendors and making sure we can move them on to the next chapter and everything. And and yeah, as you said, like you kind of sit back and you realise what you've accomplished over. I mean, over the last couple of years and even the last couple of weeks um, in particular, um, it's been crazy. And then you sit back and you go, whoa, no wonder I'm a little tired. So <laughs> it's, um, but we did have a good rest. Obviously, um, in Melbourne, we had, um, I don't know, 10 weeks off or something. So I got to recharge the batteries, which is amazing, which I haven't been able to do over obviously, the last 10 years of being in the industry and um, really sit down, reset, recharge and um look forward to going again and um, setting some new heights. And before we get into your uh, dealings with Stav and how you two have uh, worked together over the years, what were you doing before you came into real estate? So 10 years in the industry, what led you there? 
Um, look, I was only 20 when I got into the industry, so I wasn't doing a crazy lot. <laughs> um, so, yes, no, look, I'm, I'm 30 now, just turned 30. Um, I was 20 when I got into the industry. Um, I was originally finished school, started for six, six months studying um, accounting um, to be an accountant to follow my father's footsteps, but I don't think I could have stuck behind a desk um, all day in, day out. I think I would have gone a little bit stir-crazy. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of just was working in a jewellery store before and always loved sales, always loved property and thought, well, there's nothing bigger than selling someone's obviously biggest asset. So hence I got into real estate. But, um, yeah, I wasn't doing – yeah, I've been doing real estate now for a third of my life. <laughs> so, yeah. And much younger than I thought when I asked that question, Stab. So well, lovely <laughs> that Michelle's not too shy or coy about her age. Stab, she's got a reputation, though, doesn't she? <laughs> oh, look, she does. Look, uh, one thing, uh, Michelle has been described, uh, and I, I love getting these calls and, and these emails, but she was described on the weekend as uh, an attitude of a champion but hustles like an underdog, and I just love that. And the only other person I've heard described that way was Pete Sampras. Uh, and he said, you know, I, I train like number two to stay number one. And you'd never know, you know, with her humility and her attitude, um, you know, she, there's no ego about her. She, there's no snobbiness about her. She, you would actually wouldn't know she was number one by just meeting her because her customer service is just so impeccable. So it's great. A really good rap there from the boss, Michelle. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> so obviously in your 10 years, this is, would have, I'm, I'm not doubting, one of the most challenging times that you've ever faced. So what's the mood kind of like in your particular area? How are you feeling when you head out into the market? Um, look, I think everyone really didn't know what would be coming back to um, once we finished in stage four. Like when we leading into stage four restrictions, I actually personally had my busiest month in real estate um, in 10 years. So in July, I personally sold 34 properties. Um, we did have two fallovers out of that. So I think it came down to 32. Um, so, you mean know, we led into stage four really strong, wasn't quite sure if it would kick on, didn't really know kind of how it would be. I know other, obviously other other states and other countries like New Zealand, they, you mean, kind of everyone pre-warned us that it would be mental. But look, you mean, obviously we're in COVID, you never know anything. You mean, you don't know if there's going to be no buyers or, or what it would be. So um, honestly, for the last two weeks, I've never experienced anything like it. The sheer volume of buyers that are out there, it is phenomenal. So I'm saying to anyone, if you're thinking of selling in the next two, three years, get your house on the market ASAP because we're getting some awesome results for our vendors, which is fantastic. So, um, yeah, look, obviously didn't really know what to expect, but um, it's it's insane. So I think before between the 1st of October and the 10th of October on Sunday, I'd personally sold 18 properties. I've got some stats here, Michelle. So in the brief moments we had uh, to make a run for it since the permission of private inspections, you actually worked faster, smarter, with more energy than most people or than anyone that I know. Um, you listed eight, sold 18. But this is the phenomenal stat that I've got here is you conducted 257 private inspections, which only allow 15 minutes per inspection. I've then broken that down to that's 3,855 minutes, which is pretty much 65 hours of private inspections you did in those 10 days. How did you do it? What systems do you have in place to make that happen? Look, I obviously, you mean, I, I do, um, I'm just a sales agent. Obviously, I'm not the director of the business or anything like that. So, I'm, you mean, I do have the luxury of 
purely focusing on listing, selling and negotiating. Um, I do have an amazing team that do come with me. Um, you mean we effectively run a business within a business. So I have um, myself, my husband works with me full time as well, which is amazing because everyone goes, oh my God, like you'd never get to see your, you mean your husband. Um, he works with me, which is really great. Um, you mean I have Jay, which is my team leader and she's been doing some insane hours as well behind the scenes and everything like that to make this all achievable. We've got Bree, that's my full-time marketing coordinator. She'll do everything from me listing a property, I'll hand the file to her. She'll organise photos, write-ups, getting it all online for me. Then I'm the one that obviously does the listing, selling, negotiating and all that kind of ins and outs. Um, obviously, Jaden does the, you mean, all the after-service care in a sense. Um, but I've also got two part-timers being um, uh, Michelle Ferguson and uh, Kirsty Stevens, which is actually my sister. Um, that's been, oh my God, it's been mental in the sense with just with the amount of sheer inquiries. So that's been a full-time role in its sense between the two girls of just pretty much coordinating, um, making sure we're not double booked. Um, we haven't missed an appointment. We haven't, um, no one has slipped through the cracks. And I'm so particular on that in a sense, but that has just coordinating has surely been a full-time role in itself just to make, you mean, everything possible to make sure no inquiries missed. Um, and very much as well, making sure my vendors in a sense have had the best opportunity to get the most amount of money. I'm not the agent that goes, oh, perfect. Let's just list your house. Yes, I could sell it today. It's let's give you a full proper run through. Let's you mean we're on the market on Monday, you mean we've been running, you mean a crazy amount of people through their properties until Saturday, we're holding offers back at, you mean all offers we presented on Saturday afternoon and um, you mean to give you an example, my first appointment on Saturday morning was at 9.30am, um, obviously pretty much ate lunch, ate dinner but was sitting at the kitchen table until two minutes past 12 at night, that's when I pulled up stumps so I don't even know how many hours that was um, but just, I think I was negotiating eight properties on Saturday night. So, um, yeah, I couldn't obviously do it without my, you mean, incredible team that work with me um, because obviously it's just it's not physically possible. Um, and, you mean, as I said, things slip through the cracks. But, um, yeah, that's kind of in summary. <laughs> in in uh, saying that, Saturday night, say Sunday morning, so Saturday midnight, uh, after midnight yeah. I received five dashboard sold properties. Uh, that you actually yep. put through. So, what what time did you what time do you go to bed on a Saturday <laughs> after your big day of uh, your big day of private inspections? Because that was phenomenal. Oh, well, yeah, like obviously, I mean, your mind's just racing. And I think I think the hardest thing for me personally is, um, you mean, I've been in the industry for ten years. I've been able to build up. Like, you mean, like I didn't start doing these kind of sheer volumes. So, I'd had time for my body and my mind and everything to become accustomed to doing such sheer volumes. Um, it's been a real challenge, I feel, on my mind and my body the last couple of weeks, in a sense, because it's gone from zero to over 100 in the space of one day. Um, so I've found that that's probably what I've mentally found a really big struggle um, personally for the last couple of weeks, in a sense of getting... Um, back to, you know what I mean, like if you when you're used to it, you're used to it, it's running, etc. So to do, like I'm finding it really hard to switch off, you mean even if you're finishing at midnight, I'm like really finding it hard to switch off after that because your mind's racing, it's this and it's that, etc. So have a notepad with you, write down anything that's going through your mind and go, that obviously needs to be tomorrow in a sense, but um, I'm finding it hard to obviously switch off um, in a sense just because it just once again, as I said, it's you mean, you, as, as you mentioned before, like, you mean, you'll have a tennis player that 
when they're and football players that they are you know they've got their pre-seasons and then they they train for it etc like we weren't in a position to do that um so it's literally having to pre-train your mind pre-train your body etc to get back to what you're doing so um yeah i'm really look i have thursdays off um the first week i didn't take my thursday off and that was difficult um, I'm so looking forward to tomorrow because, once again, that's my reset, my refocus day where I can go, this is my day, and on to the next week in a sense. <laughs> I reckon there's room for another podcast in the Under the Hammer stable. It could oh. be it could be stabbed just reading really nice stories about positive real estate yeah. uh, experiences just to get you to sleep. <laughs> Our our guest today is Michelle Stevens from O'Brien Real Estate. Yes, she is one of the top agents in the country. And we're so lucky to have her for just a few moments to uh, tell us about her experience selling houses during lockdown and her predictions for the next couple of weeks. Of course, this is Under the Hammer. Thanks to Direct Connect. Call 1300 664 715 to see how they can benefit you and your team. And as Michelle has said, it really is a team effort. So the humility you mentioned uh, Stav in the intro there really comes through Michelle when you talk about that team. Hey I wanted to know do you feel like a doctor in a way or you know when you go to an appointment and you can tell someone is watching the clock and you've got you know 10 minutes with a lawyer and you know you're about to get a big bill has it been hard for you to sort of go I've got this many inspections I need to get these people out the door when your natural instinct may be to just chat for a few more minutes has it kind of been difficult to keep your eye on the clock? The fact that we've only been because it is obviously the law and things like that now that people know that they've only got 15 minutes. If it was a matter of we didn't have that, but we had such sheer volumes and everything like that, it would be pretty hard to um, accommodate so many people coming through properties because you're not going to say get out, like obviously. (laughs) Um, But you mean in the sense that people know they've only got that 15 minute, you mean interim to be able to go and look at properties. I think because, because they're knowing that it is a lot more easier in a sense, because it's not, it's not us saying that I'm really sorry. You mean our time is up. The next person is at the door because then they would feel a little bit rushed, et cetera. Um, you mean, it's a little bit easier in the sense that everyone's on, you mean on the same page. It's, they know that they've got the 12 to 12, 15 time slot um, to look at that home. Um, you mean, because it is across the board. Um, so it's not like it's, you mean, us racing them out of the door because we've got another buyer that we need to get in the property. Um, it's unfortunately, like, I, ca- I can't physically have you here longer than 15 minutes. I would love to have you here for longer than 15 minutes so you can have a proper look, etc. But I, I, I just legally can't. So I think that has, you mean, that, that does help with the amount of buyers that, you mean, are wanting to inspect properties at the moment. So, um, you mean, we are able to literally book them on the 15-minute increments because of the fact that that's all we're allowed to do and work with at the moment. And so during your experience of COVID and selling places, sight unseen, or were you able to, you know, sell some of those properties with people at the beginning being able to check them out? Or did you do anything where literally people didn't step foot in the house and get the property sold? Look, I had a couple at the start, um, but that was more because they'd physically been through the property. Um, and then it kind of that first week, yes, there was a couple trickle over. So they were sold in stage four, but it wasn't really under the true stage four restrictions in a sense because that, you know, they were able to go and look at the homes before we weren't able to show them. Sure. Um, and it was a matter of you know, them processing and thinking about it for a couple of days and then being able to get them across the line. Um, the Actually, the last weekend, just before we came out of lockdown, I personally sold my first sight unseen property. Um, 
that was also because I was able to create a little bit of a hustle and a sense of going, well, look to me, it could be any day that we're coming out. I think the market's going to go crazy. You're better off, honestly, securing it now than going in under competition, which potentially could be next week. And I was able to then secure something sight unseen. Um, but unlike... I mean, obviously, a lot of agents that did do a lot of transactions that were sight unseen, I, I personally didn't. Um, and I wasn't really fussed about it either because I was, you mean, at the end of the day, like, I really took the time to nurture my vendors. You mean, even just for a mental health phone call for them, just as, a, you mean, a person to talk to, a person to hear from, etc. So I just wanted to nurture my vendors through that whole stage four lockdown. But I wasn't really focused on... Um, I don't know, selling in a sense, because I knew that would happen after the fact. Um, you mean, like, I wasn't, I, wasn't too, I wasn't too fussed about it. Jane, some of the characteristics I've learnt from people like Michelle, um, who's got some superb talent there, just how much um, she sacrificed to perform at her best. So she pushes when others, you know, they want to quit. Um, she decides to be bold when others prefer to play it safe. So anyone listening right now, Michelle, that's thinking of getting into real estate or they haven't reached their full potential uh, and they haven't facilitated their full growth, what would you uh, advise them? What, what advice would you give 10 years ago to Michelle Stevens? I think really focusing in on your past clients, in a sense. Um, that's what I didn't do for a long time and like I'll admit fault with that. Um, in a sense, you mean database and everything. Um, I think that, you mean, if you've got a vendor that they've entrusted your house to sell, they're going to be your biggest advocate. Um, people are so quick to find negative things and, you mean, bag people out and things like that. But if someone has had a good experience with you, they'll, you mean, they'll tell people. Um, they will be your advocates. Look after your customers. If you look after your customers, the rest will come. And so many people I honestly feel that they get into this industry for the wrong reasons. I didn't get into this industry to go, I'm, I want to be the best and I want to, and I want to set new records and new heights, etc. I actually honestly got into this industry because I loved real estate. I loved helping people and I love selling properties. Um, so at the end of the day, I just think if you focus on the customer, if you focus on looking after your vendors, looking after your clients, honestly, the rest will come. Like, don't get into it to go, I want to drive a fancy car. I want to I want to do this. I want to do that. Like, because you're focusing on the money. If you focus on the money, you'll never do any good at it. You need to focus on helping people and being able to move people onto the next chapter. Um, look after people and then the rest will come. So um, my biggest word of advice is, as I said, look after people, be hungry, hustle. Don't be scared to ask the hard questions. Know when to push, but also know when to back back. And it's a very, very fine line. And one thing you do is you listen a lot and you solve their problems. So you, you focus on their situation. Would you agree on that? You're solving their problems so they can move on to something else. Yeah, 100%. And sometimes, you mean, it is a matter of being able to have the hard question, like have the hard conversation with someone in a sense, because by having that hard conversation, you are actually, you it's almost the saying, you've got to be cool to be kind. If I'm here to just, you mean, sugarcoat things and everything like that, I'm actually not doing what they're employing me to do. I'm here to help them to get them the best results. And sometimes it is a matter of going, look, your furniture isn't going to sell your house for the best possible result. We need to change carpet. We need to do a bit of a repaint. We need to do a bit of a style. So sometimes you've got to have that hard conversation um, because they're employing us to do a job. And if we're not being open and honest with them, we're not doing our job. 
Yeah, really interesting. It's it's hard to be honest with people, I guess, isn't it, Michelle? But they really appreciate uh, honesty. You got to do it. I know honesty is the best policy. Like, be honest, and I think that's the hard thing. Like, there are so many agents that they they're not honest. Just just be honest. If you tell lies, you've got to remember your lies. Like, don't tell lies. Just be honest. Be honest with people, and they will appreciate it. And be yourself. Don't try and be someone else because if you're being someone else, it will shine through. Like. Be yourself, and not everyone will like you. Not everyone will like. No, not everyone likes me. <laughs> um, some people just. I'll, you mean I'll call them and I'll say like, you don't mind me asking, why did you choose the other agent? And, and it said, and they'll literally just say, look, I, I just don't, I just don't feel you're the person for me, and, and that's fine. That's fine. Not everyone will like me. Not everyone will like you. Move on to the next one. Like, don't. I do get sometimes caught up on things and I do take things personally. So I need to take sometimes my own advice of just going, come on, reset, forget, just move on to that next one. Um, and, and yeah. It is so refreshing to I hear that coming, those sentiments coming from someone who is under 40, because I reckon, you know, it might take you to your 40s to have some of those realisations. But also from a woman, I think, Michelle, can I just say that I think, you know, more traditionally women are told to be nice and play nice. I love to hear that you're afraid, not afraid of actually ruffling a few feathers. Uh, Michelle, can you share with us some of the people who sold uh, in the last couple of months? What problems were you solving for them? Have you got a couple that might stand out as, you know, you were able to really get in there and help? help them solve an issue in their life? Um, look, I mean, I think we've got a lot of people at the moment that are, you mean, struggling a little bit with, you mean, potential job loss. We've got, you mean, a fair few separations in a sense that people are, you mean, they've spent all this time cooped up with their significant other and they're realising that, you mean, unfortunately, they, they do want to cut ties and they want to move on to the next chapter. Um, I personally, you mean, just had one that it is, um, you mean, like there was there's three decision makers in a sense um that you mean so it's a matter of not calling you mean i know a lot of agents they will just you mean call that one vendor etc it's, it's three phone calls that every person that you mean goes through a property for a sense it's three phone calls that you're making so they everyone to make an educated decision at the end of the day so we can make sure that we're moving all of them on to the best possible chapter and when it comes time to make a decision they can make an educated one so i think that's been a little bit challenging um I had an appraisal yesterday that, um, you mean, unfortunately her circumstances aren't the best at home and she's not in the most healthy relationship. And it was a matter of I sat on a park bench with her for an hour and a half um, out of doing an appraisal. She sent me photos of her property, etc. Um, she's not planning on coming to the market just yet because of the circumstances. Um, but she wanted advice. She wanted to know you know, where a property would sit and how we can move forward once it's ready and time to do that. It was an hour and a half appraisal. I think we probably spoke about the property for 30 minutes. Um, and it was a matter of an hour just listening to her. And it was, you mean, you could see that she needed that. Um, so, you mean, at, at the end of the day, like I'll come across so many different, you mean, so many different things, etc. Like I've had one pro- person before that I was their second agent um, that was selling their house. He had to move to Queensland for health reasons. Um, they'd been on the market for a really long time. They knew exactly what they needed to be able to purchase what they purchased. Um, I personally had a copy of problem on the market for three three months. Um, it was a gated part, so we needed to always have two people at open homes. One, you mean obviously myself in the house and someone letting them in and out. So it was obviously a lot of man hours that went involved in selling that property. When we got our first offer, it was our only offer of being on the market with another agent and myself for such a long period of time. 
they wanted to sell it, but it physically wasn't enough money for them to move on to the next chapter. I worked out their marketing bill and only charged them the marketing. I sold their property for free. Um, not everything's about money. Um, sometimes it's actually a matter of helping people to be able to do what's right for them to move them on to the next chapter. So I've got a million different stories that I can tell you of, you mean, being able to help someone move to the next chapter. But as I said, like I don't, I don't focus, but the money is a byproduct of what I do. Um, so, you mean, I, I think if you're, if you're there to help people and know that you're not just there to, you mean, secure their sale and stuff like that, it's, it's very much, this is a relationship game. Like, you mean, you could, you mean, I could be a canceller. <laughs> um, the amount of things that, you mean, you, you mean, you've got the weight of everyone else's pressures also on your shoulders at every time. So, um, yeah. Yeah, Michelle becomes a bit of a, an emotional manager, a, a psychiatrist, a real estate psychiatrist. Now, I want to take yeah. this to a different direction. I'll, I'll take it to a different direction. Yeah. Traditionally, they say, behind every great man is a great woman. In your situation, you actually take the lead, and behind your you being a great woman is a great man in Lenny. Lenny and I have uh, got a strong relationship. We, we talk every couple of days, and, and it's never about real estate. It's always about something else. And at the moment, he's called me fatty. So he's got, <laughs> so he's got, me, quite, he's got me quite inspired, and, and I'm, um, I'm training at the moment because uh, I have got a bit of ISO weight on me. But, oh, who hasn't, Stan? Uh, who hasn't? <laughs> but you, you recently got married. You got married uh, in emphatic uh, circumstances. You went over to the States, and I think it was around New Year's Eve or thereabouts. Um, tell us a little bit about Lenny. Lenny's awesome. Like that's, you mean, like everyone, I like I say, everyone needs a Lenny, um, in a sense. Um, <laughs> so he is very, like, I'll give you an example. Obviously, we're not able to work from the office at the moment. It's pretty much a pop in, grab your stuff, pop out. I've just literally just been sitting in the car park. He's been in between appointments. He's just ran my appraisal pack out to me. I've just opened my window. He's given me an appraisal pack and I'm going to my next appraisal. <laughs> so um, I think the, the great thing with him is I think, um, you mean, a lot of, and I'm not, like a lot of men do have egos. A lot of females have egos as well. Um, but he doesn't have an ego. Nothing beneath him, nothing's too much for him in a sense. Like he doesn't care that if we're, if we're quiet, he will go out and he will do 5,000 letterbox drops. Um, he doesn't care, you mean, nothing is too big, nothing's too small for him to do. He's very super understanding and, like, so supportive. And, like, like since Lenny's been working with me, like, Lenny used to do um, food safety supervising for Richie's IGA and he would help me after hours, etc. cetera, um, because obviously I can never be in more than one place at one time. Um, and sometimes it's a matter of, you mean, I've listed this, you mean, that, that authority needs to be sent off and this, that, the other, I'll come back and send that, give that to him and he keeps going and I go on to my next one. Um, so he used to help me after hours and then I poached him about um, two and a half years ago now and um, he's worked with me full time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he had his own life, he had his own thing that he was doing and, you mean, on a really good wicket and very high up in his job of what he did, but... He sacrificed, obviously, that to, you mean, help us, in a yeah. sense. And I'd say since Lenny's been working with me, um, I've, I've doubled my figures. Yeah, so, he's, he's very um, selfless, very, isn't he? 100%. Like, he's I very selfless. Do, I couldn't do what I do without him. No, and, and I know when we have community events or charity days, uh, Jane, you know, Lenny will be the first to put his hand up. He'll go use his Richie's connections to get the snags, to get the bread, <laughs> to get the onion. Like, he actually is first to actually run around after hours and actually do all the community stuff, even if it's not his event. So, no, kudos to Lenny. Well done. 
Well, and if you haven't got a Lenny, of course, I mean, it comes back to that team thing as well, that, you know, you're not on your own if you need a team. Is that your heading this week? Yeah, exactly. Everyone needs a Lenny. You can't. Yeah. But, no, look, everyone everyone in my team is amazing. Like, they, they really are. The worst mistake that some agents make is, when they hire an assistant, they start getting you in doing some good figures and things like that. And yes, you, like I'm very much, if you can't do everything in a sense, and especially for, um, for you to be able to provide great customer service and everything, you need, you need help. But I think a lot of the problem is, is a lot of agents, they employ an assistant to do everything they don't want to do, which might consist of all the paperwork, the door knocking and things like that. Someone that will sit behind the desk and do your paperwork isn't someone that will go out and knock on a door. They're very different personalities. So you can't expect someone to do everything. Um, like myself, if I was to sit in front of a computer to do a write-up, it would sound horrible. Like, that's not what I'm good at. <laughs> I'm horrible at it. Um, that's what Bree does in a sense. So, um, But Bree wouldn't go knock on a door. So I think you've got to, you mean, you've, you've got to make sure that you don't expect people to do, you mean, everything you don't want to do because you can't do everything yourself. So um, that's my, yeah, a, you mean, a word of advice I'd, I'd give to someone. Don't don't employ, like, they'll, you mean, they'll, they'll think that they don't have a good assistant because they'll be good at paperwork, but they can't go knock on a door. You've got yourself a good assistant in the sense of a paperwork assistant, but you might also need a prospecting assistant. So it's very hard to get that right team. You've got to find the right personality and the right fit for you and um, what you need. You've got to identify what you're lacking um, and have someone that, you mean, going to be kind of pull up your weaknesses because not everyone's good at everything. Like, I'm horrible at heaps of things. <laughs> I think that's great. You definitely could do a degree <laughs> in psychology here, Michelle. You are under the hammer and our guest today has been Michelle Stevens from O'Brien Real Estate. She is indeed the number one agent in Australia as voted by REB in 2020 and in 2019 the REIV Sales Professional of the Year with some incredible, incredible advice. Before we let you get back to those appointments, Michelle, you mentioned you're telling uh, vendors just get it on the market. Is that pretty much your takeaway advice for someone wanting to sell? Just get it listed? 100%. 100%. Like, at the moment, there is crazy amounts of buyers. What pushes your price is competition, and there is, there is great competition out there at the moment. So, um, you mean, we don't know how long it will last for. It could keep booming, or it might not. So, um, at the end of the day, um, you mean, the market's super hot. There's definitely a lack of stock compared to the amount of transactions that are being sold at the moment. Um, and when there's a lack of stock, that pushes prices. So um, get your house ready, get it staged, start talking to an agent, um, especially from O'Brien Real Estate, and um, get your house on the market for a fantastic result. Michelle, thank you so much. And if people would like to touch base with you and uh, put themselves on your very crowded list there and get that incredible service from your entire team, we're going to put your email and details in the links in the show notes so people can get in touch with you. Michelle, we'll let you go because we know you're busy, but thank you so much for your time on Under the Hammer today. That's right. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And um, anyone with any questions, please always feel free to reach out. I'm always available.
Thanks, Michelle. Michelle Stevens there from O'Brien Real Estate. Stav, she definitely needs her own podcast slash radio show slash reality TV show, The Lenny and Michelle Show. I would love to see their adventures. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, she can definitely talk. Uh, she can talk with a mouth full of marbles, as they say. But you know what? She's a good person and she knows what she's talking about. She's got life experience. Uh, she's made mistakes like we all have, but then she rectifies it. But one thing that I like about Michelle is she actually minimises her leakage. She doesn't have a lot of leakage in her business. Oh, we need to just quickly explain that term because I'm a little put off. <laughs> so leakage in business is that, that you've got stuff going, uh, you're missing on out on stuff or it's going to other agents because you haven't done your job right. Uh, and she you haven't about, connected, you haven't, yeah, someone's or, call's or gone you've through. Sold, yep. You've sold uh, their property but you haven't actually touched base with them. You haven't kept up with your, your customer um, you know, gifts and so on and keeping in touch with them or the the yearly reports, uh, valuation reports. So she has minimal leakage, which mm. which is what we call uh, and great business fitness for, for yeah. real estate. But she would see that as just having a good relationship with yeah. former vendors. Like she said, it's all about those relationships. Mm. Yeah. That's Incredible. Uh, Stav, before we let you go, not so many lighthearted re- real estate stories around this week, but I know you're a fan of The Block on Channel 9. Uh, if you would like to listen to a podcast with Shana Blaze on design, thanks to Red Energy, you can listen to Homestyle with Shana Blaze. So I've been watching because I've been doing this podcast with Shana. Please tell me. Now, if you're listening to this, and it might have been a couple of weeks, we are talking about an episode where they revealed dining and living areas And the couple who have been absolutely whipping it in the competition so far entered a room with no dining table in a house that's, what, going to be three, four, five million dollars? Would you ever put a house on the market without a dining table if it's next to an extremely fancy kitchen for people that like to cook? Not a chance. And, and yes, I am a huge fan of the block. I love it. I'm hooked, um, but not a chance. And and I can understand the the reasons why they decided to do it. Obviously, they didn't have space, so they compre- because they didn't have space. They then be- they made themselves believe and they sold themselves the idea that they didn't need to have a, a dining table. Oh, everyone they- eats out, and everyone yeah. Do- yeah, okay. Yeah, that was the argument they put forward only because they didn't have the space. If they had the space, they wouldn't have had that uh, that ideal. So. Uh, there is not a chance ever that I would actually recommend not having a dining table. Even if you're the sort of family who sits in front of the TV and eats dinner, rarely at a table. Mm. If someone's buying, they're aspirational, aren't they? They're imagining the party, the dinner party with 12, 15, especially at this point in time. One day we can have 15 people around the table. Life will be sweet. Yeah, that's right. It's like Uh, those people that remove a fourth bedroom to make it something else. What you're doing is you're you're limiting your chances of the the next buyer. It's not about your situation, but it's the next buyer. You know, if you you go from four bedrooms, and I've had this situation where they made it a bigger ensuite, and they had a huge ensuite, huge walk-in robe, but it actually affected them when they sold the property. Mm. Interesting stuff. Well, I can't wait to see the next couple of weeks on the block and always, always really great to get someone like yourself's opinion. Mm. I mean, we know there's often a difference between what the judges say and what actually happens on Mm. auction day. So we will see. Stav, thank you once again. It's been an absolute pleasure. And of course, all of your details are in the show notes. If people want to get hold of you, just remind us of that email. Yes, it's stavros at obre.com.au. So stavros, obre.com.au. 
and links in those show notes as well. If you would like to get in touch with our guest today, Michelle Stevens, with some incredible advice. I'm Jane Neild and I've been with Stab from O'Brien. We have been here thanks to Direct Connect. Oh, talking about teams, I mean, if you need some extra hands on your team, call Direct Connect. Surely, Stab, it's the time to get them on board at the moment, isn't oh, it? <laughs> we, we couldn't do our business without them, so they're, they're great. So if you'd like to get Direct Connect involved, one three hundred double six four seven one five is their number to see how they can benefit you and your team, especially if you need to uh, increase that team a little in what is going to be a very, very busy few months for most people in the real estate industry. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect. Direct Connect is a free service making moving easy for you. Call them today on 1300 664 715.